Yo, today's QOD is I can't beat the clock. I can control habit. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. If you um, remember episode number one of the Quote of the Day show, 1,378 episodes ago, uh, I've also replayed this one several times, but the first episode is with Bob Proctor. And, you know, it's um, how, how to go. If I want to be free, I've got to be me. Not the me you think I should be, right? Um, but he was talking about how he got inspired to become a great speaker. And he said that he saw Bill, and he said that he saw Bill Gove speak, and he remembers how relaxed Bill Gove was, and he says, "I want to be just like that." And so I was finally able to find some Bill Gove um, talks on YouTube. I've been looking for years, just kind of randomly every few months, be like, "Is there any Bill Gove on here?" So finally found some, and now I know what Bob was talking about. Because Bill Gove is super relaxed. You can just hear it in his voice. And he's a fantastic speaker. And in today's clip, Bill's going to talk about how the real doers of the world get things done. You ever think about like how does somebody bang out a book or maybe two books in a year? You know, how they create so much content. Like how are they, how are they doing that? How do they make a movie every year? Whatever it may be. And, you know, like I say, little by little, little becomes a lot. And a great example I like to use for little by little is if you read 10 pages, just 10 pages a day, that's 3,650 pages a year. That's a lot of pages. That's so much information. So you can apply that to anything. Or let's say you want to write a book. If you write two pages a day, and you can do that in like a half hour, 45 minutes, you'll have written 730 pages by the end of the year. Little by little, a little becomes a lot. So as you think about this and you listen to this, I just want you to think about how are you using your time and how can you use those, that 10 minutes differently or that 20 minutes differently and how it can add up and compound over time. Bill Gove, he's coming up. And I want to share with you one idea while we're together. And I can say this. If this idea hits you half as hard as it hit me, you won't be quite the same person you were when you came here tonight. I realize that's quite a guarantee, you know. I can only say that because this is not my idea. I didn't get this idea. This idea got me. There's a difference. Here's how it happened. I've been looking around for a long time, trying to find out a most unscientific study I've been taking on my own. I've been trying to find out how the real doers of this world find the time to do. They bug me. They always seem to have more time than I have. And I, I know this is impossible, but I want to find out. When I find a guy who's writing a couple of books a year, when I find a guy who takes a couple of trips to Europe and one trip to the Orient, he has an ch animal farm and all the chinchillas are in heat. Everything he has is swinging from. Everything is swinging. I say, how do you? He serves in the vestry in his church. You need him for a Red Cross Drive Boy Scouts junior achievement. That's your boy. I say, how do you find the time? You know something? Generally, they can't tell you, these great doers. 
Oh, I know what the books will say. They'll say, this man has a profound respect for time. I'm not so sure. If anything, I think he has a profound disrespect for time. Because if you say to him any time uh, during the day, if you ask him, you say, what time is it? He can't come within an hour and a half of telling you. He just gets up in the morning. He does all these wonderful things. He goes to bed at night. I suppose he writes things down. The psychologists say that if we're overwhelmed by detail, they say, the minute we put it down, we relinquish some of the responsibility. Put it down, the pad by the bedside. As old as personal organization. I'm sure they do that. I'm also sure they use another external technique. Spare time. I'm sure they use their spare time. I was on a plane from Chicago to San Francisco a short time ago with ex-president Herbert Hoover. He said, Mr. Gove, speaking of time, he said, last year, I wrote a book in my spare time. He said, did you know that 15 minutes a day equals 11 full days a year? Just picked up, waiting for dinner, waiting in the airport, just waiting. That means 30 minutes a day equals 22 full days a year. I'm sure they all have this going for them, but here's the idea I want to share with you. I'm convinced, and this is the only time I'll use the word convinced tonight, I'm convinced they've got something else going for them. The real doers of this world. I'm sure that when and believe me, I'm talking to myself because I'm a wheel spinner. I'll admit it. That's why I'm so close to this. That's why I feel so strongly about it, because I'm talking to myself. I need instructions to get out of a phone book because too many of us, too many of us, when we think of time, we think of a clock or a calendar. We think of seconds, minutes, hours, days, years, eons. This is our time concept. We play games called beat the clock. We figure we'll get up earlier. We'll go to bed later. This'll beat it, we'll... But the clock goes relentlessly on, bugging us all the way. I'm sure that the real doers, when they think of time, they see time as having more than one dimension, many dimensions, and here's the key. They know they can't do anything about the clock, but they can look to the dimensions of time for personal growth. For instance, habit. Look, when I relegate to habit, those irritating, non-productive details that take so much of my time, then I free myself for conscious, creative effort, then habit becomes a very significant dimension of time. Look, I can't beat the clock. I can, if I want to, control habit. Can't beat the clock, can do something about habit, making habit my full-time executive assistant. I have a neighbor, hates his boss. She said, my boss is the kind of a guy who would vote a town dry and then move. <laughs> hates him. I said, you're making a liar out of me. I tell people one of the prime requisites for happiness is working under a favorable climate and good, you know, with people you like to be around. But you do very well. He said, well, this doesn't have much to do with it. See, I don't intend to spend the rest of my life working for this guy, but while I'm working for him, I can't afford to develop any lousy habits. You see, when I find a guy I do want to work for, I want to go to him and I want to say, look, this is my record. This is what I did for a guy I didn't even like. Th think what I could do for you, Dad, if I started to like you. Just a little bit. Here's one. Attitude as a dimension of time. Here's the key. You can't beat the clock, but you can control habit. You can control energy. You can control attitude. And here's what we came for. 
maybe to identify our roles as salesmen. We used to have refresher meetings at Minnesota Mining. We'd meet each summer for about three weeks, and we'd talk about selection, training, motivation, supervision, control. And when we get through, we'd be about up to here. You know, you, you almost had too much. And Jay Beecroft, uh, director of training, used to say, you'll never use all the things we've talked about here. But he said, you know, the thought occurs to me that we could forget almost everything we know about opening, about answers to objections, about we could forget almost everything we know about selling if we would only remember to go into every relationship with the attitude, how can I help this other person solve a problem? How can I help this other person grow? How can I help this person solve a problem? We forget this. Look, I'm here. My prospect or customer is here. In this relationship, there are two, two problems involved. Mine, as a salesman, how to get the order. His, as a prospect or a customer, how to get a product or a service that'll do the job for him. Now, it seems to me that my success in solving my problem is in direct proportion to the number of his problems. I solve successfully. And forget everything else I say tonight, will you remember this? When I, in this relationship, when I emphasize my problem, I'm acting like a peddler. And they're a dime a dozen. When I emphasize his problem, I'm acting almost like a pro. He knows it, I know it. He gives me his time, his confidence. So the problem-solving attitude becomes a dimension of time. That was Bill Gove. You can check out today's talk on YouTube. It is called Bill Gove Time. It's New Dimensions, America's number one salesman full speech. All right, my friend. Hey, if you want commercial free QOD episodes, go to your app store, download the Stitcher app and join Stitcher Premium and you can listen to QOD commercial free and Mindset Coach commercial free for as little as $2.99 a month. All right, I'm out. I will see you tomorrow. Peace. 